What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on YouTube at March 4th Pod. My website is march4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. Y'all made it here, so you found us somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Baum and podcast. Oh, man, I really should take more breaths while I do that and or shorten the intro <laughs> to the show. But uh, the good news, kids, is that I, I work out enough that I have enough lung capacity to do that. Can't sing worth a lick, nor can I really play any instruments, but uh, I can do the intro to a podcast or two uh, semi, semi well. But uh, I hope everybody's doing well out there. It's officially fall. This is uh, my, my favorite season as a uh, season. This is my favorite season as a native Midwesterner, hometown of Toledo, Ohio. Shout out T-Town, the 419. But uh, that's one thing that I do miss about living here in Tennessee is the the falls here are really pretty too. They just are really short because it's so dang hot here in the summers that by the time you get to the fall, it just singes all the leaves off the trees. So it's pretty for like three weeks and then it's just back to winter, which I love winter too because I've been like 80 years old between the ears since I was like eight. So it's always winter upstairs. Um, that was dumb, Mike. But anyway, uh, I hope that everybody's doing well out there, whether you're a football fan, whether you just like going and taking the, the pup or, or maybe even the cat for a walk, um, just getting outside, enjoying nature. Um, here, a lot of people go to the Smokies, obviously. It's a very popular time of the year, probably the most popular time of the year to go to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee because of the trees changing and everything. But it's a beautiful season, man. I love it. But uh, I hope that life finds you well as this is hitting your eardrums. Once again, I just want to say thank you to all of you who check out the show, everybody who tells their friends about it, everybody who takes the time to either engage with me in the page on Instagram or like and subscribe or leave a rating and a review on Apple or Spotify. All those things go a long way in helping the show get out to more people, man. So uh, if you would be so kind and you do enjoy the content, uh, and you take the time to do that stuff, know that it means a lot, not only to me on a personal level, but it also helps the show rank higher and get these conversations out to more people. And ultimately, that's what I want, man. I want to put people on to, to more music that maybe they weren't aware of previously, really dope artists that they weren't aware of previously. And and, and most of all, just let people know that, that they have it within them to overcome, to chase their dreams, whatever those may be, and to push through whatever issues they face in their lives, whether they're self-imposed, whether it's anxiety, obsessive compulsion things that like like I deal with uh with anxiety depression uh addiction all those things man we're all human that's what that's what makes us all the same in a lot of ways um I know I've got my insecurities just like you do just like the next person does but uh it's okay not to be okay just don't beat yourself up too much know that there are a lot of people out there who love you who support you who want to see you do well I want to see you do well so for the last quarter of the 2023 year, which is crazy to say, I hope that everybody has a great closeout to this year, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday season coming up. It's crazy to think that Thanksgiving and Christmas are like two months away. 
Um, they've been putting up the Christmas stuff since like August. It's like back to school. And then it's like, who wants a Christmas tree? Bring on the Griswolds and the chainsaw. Um, but yeah, man, I hope that everybody has a great finish to the year. I know that I'm excited with the lineup of shows that I've got coming up for y'all. And um, this week's guest just totally falls in line with the theme of the show in terms of persevering, moving forward. I've been so fortunate to connect with so many awesome people on this show as I approach like 125 episodes by the first part of next year. It's crazy to think about. And that's just with March 4th. Um, that's not counting the backlog of Bauman's Breakdown episodes before I rebranded the show. And I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm just being real. It's been uh, it's been really awesome to see the response and to see downloads in different parts of the world. And, and most importantly, to make a positive impact and make the positive connections and, and even friendships that have come out of this show and uh, these guys are are really awesome. They are none other than Forever May Fall out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And we got the whole fam damnly on this one. We've got Jill, a.k.a. Fox on vocals, Colt on guitar, Patrick on bass, and Adam on drums. These guys have been around since 2017. Their full-length album, Self-Titled, came out in 2019. And there's some bangers on there. These Walls is heavy. Love that one. Love Letters from Orion as well. Um, and like a lot of bands, man, they 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 had some momentum that got halted during the pandemic. Like a lot of people in the music industry, they've had some lineup changes, but uh, they've really been going going ham over these last couple of years. They've released four singles in 2022: Aftermath, You Undertow, and Take It Out on Me. Aftermath has got over 220,000 Spotify streams. That's the service that I use, so I can see those numbers. So I can only imagine what it is across all platforms. And so far in 2023, they've released a couple of singles, Afterglow, and the latest one, Who You Are, which just came out in August, I believe. And uh, it's a it's a great, great song. They did an awesome music video for it, which we talk about on this one. Um, Already the music video in just two months has 35,000 views. They've got nearly 8,000 Spotify streams on, on Who You Are in, in a little over two months since its release. And, and we talked in mid-September, so this is hitting your guys' ears a month after we talked. But um, a lot of great things are going on for them. Uh, the same week that we talked, they had just opened for Icon for Hire. Um, I think it was September 13th they did that show and got a really good response. Uh, the icon for higher camp was really cool to him, which is cool to hear. But yeah, man, they're they're doing their thing. If you love modern hard rock, modern metal, uh, if you love clean vocals, if you're a fan of bands like Evanescence, you're gonna love these guys. And uh, yeah, it, it was just really cool to get to get all these guys on the show and and talk about just the genesis of them as a band and also the the changes that they've gone through over the past couple of years the effort that they put into the visuals and the music videos. You know, like I said, we talk a lot about the music video for who you are and, and the inspiration behind it, the meaning behind it and the lyrics. And it's really cool, man. It's, it's cool to see bands putting the effort into the art. You know what I mean? I, I think for, uh, for a little bit there anyway, in the digital age, um, it's like we, we had analog for so long. And then at the turn of, the century into the new millennium, you had things like Napster and MP3.com, and then you had iTunes and Amazon MP3s and all that stuff. And uh, like records kind of took a hit, but then vinyl and all this stuff is coming back. And then for a while there in the in the early aughts, as it were, I shouldn't say the early aughts, like the mid aughts, like probably 10, 10, 12 years ago, 
I feel like the lyric video was the, was the, th the thing, the graphic lyric video on YouTube. And now it seems like over the last, I don't even know, like time frame wise, probably five to seven years, excuse me, if it's even been that long, or maybe that's just when I've noticed it, bands are really putting a lot of effort into making really cool, dope music videos. And these guys are one of those bands. Um, there's a shared connection with, with major moment. Shout out to those guys. But, uh, but yeah, I had a really great conversation with these guys. They're just humble, down to earth musicians. And they're starting to, like I said, really, really pick up some momentum and, and, and start making some waves, man, uh, with all the hard work they've been doing over the last couple of years. They've worked with producers like Josh Landry, who's worked with Motionless and White, Funeral Portrait, Kyle O'Dell, uh, who's also worked with Motionless and White, as well as Fozzie and Nita Strauss, Wes Lauterbach. So, you know, these guys are, are doing their thing. The Queen City Nerve nominated them for Best Potential Breakout Artist. So I'm going to have the link for that in the podcast description as well. Listen to the full convo, but make sure you go vote for these guys um, for that, for, for Best Potential Breakout Artist. Like, I'm really excited for them. And when you see people put the work in, uh, again, the, the band was founded in 2017. So it's it's six years running and, and change now for these guys. And, and they've persevered through some tough times. And now they're cranking out some awesome tunes and they've just got a really bright future i think and and in addition to that are really really humble so without further ado i'm gonna show my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with jill colt patrick and adam of forever may fall here it is <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to do the show. I'm glad everybody's here. Everybody's connected. Um, I've really enjoyed checking out y'all's music. I'm a big fan of hard rock and heavy metal. And um, and I and I think it's been really cool the last few years. I feel like with pop punk and heavy music, there's been a really cool resurgence. Uh, there's so many different subgenres, obviously. But I, I think what's cool about you guys is each single kind of stands on its own. It takes people in a different direction and uh, I went back and listened to the the LP from 2019, so it's been cool to see the growth. Ooh. And I, I know there's a lot, a lot in between there, between 19 and, and today, as far as lineup changes and whatnot. But I just wanted to thank you for for taking the time to join the show. Um, and yeah, so before we officially uh, get into it, why don't you tell everybody your name and and what you do in the band, and then that way, when uh, when you're speaking, the uh, the listeners know who's talking, man. All right. Well, I am Fox. I am the vocalist. Um, most of the time, I just stand around and look pretty. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm Colt. I play guitar and do all the weird anxiety yells. All right. I'm, I'm Patrick uh, Sweeves. Uh, I play the bass and I also stand there and look pretty. <laughs> I'm Adam, a.k.a. Krabby, and I destroy silence on the drum set. So There you go. Nice. Well, just, just a cat. Oh, what's up, kitty cat? She Is came it? in. She heard the noise and wanted to come in. Is she? <laughs> what's what's her name? Oh, that's Lupe. She's a jerk. Lupe. <laughs> I love cats, man. Had had my orange tabby for like half my life. Right right before I came to Nashville, thir thirteen to twenty seven years old. 1%. Oh wow. Um, he had a good run. Well, just this is a place for, to start with you guys because I love when I meet fellow hard rock and heavy music fans. Um, 
what was your earliest moment or, or memory where this kind of music really, really grabbed you? Do you guys, do you remember that? Was it a song? Was it a, was it a person? Was it a show? Yes, I was probably about 12 or 13. And I was in like the classical music training and having all the vocal lessons and stuff. And then it was like right around the time when uh, Amy Lee and Evanescence uh, Bring Me to Life came through. And I was like, I want to do that. That song, 20 years old now, that makes me feel old. It was like 0203. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> wow. My, mine was probably like, <clears throat> I had a couple friends that were older than me and they were getting into like heavier bands. And then they came over to my house one day and started playing um, that record, The Poison by Bullet from My Valentine. And we listened through that and City of Evil and by Ben Sunfold. And it was just like, mind-blowing that music could sound like that because i was just used to like listening like 80s bands from like my dad up until that point so like def leppard and poison and all that stuff so probably those two oh, records man. i am oh all right well i'm going to be honest here mike and i just feel i feel so old um my my moment my moment was the same as jill's uh i i saw bands on tv MTV when I was uh, in some diapers and, and that's what blew my mind. Uh, but it was bands like what Colt just mentioned, you know, some poison. Um, I think Van Halen really grabbed me at the time. Uh, Bruce Springsteen journey, stuff like that. Um, seeing all those music videos on TV and, and I, I was just kind of drawn to it. I can't, my, it's what my mother tells me, but uh, I would just sit in front of the television for hours watching. And I, I think that's what, it, you know, gra grabbed my mind at the time. And, here we are. Yeah. Music Same thing. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit older than Adam and I, I remember the, the moment, uh, you know, uh, MTV was great and everything and the glam rock was, it was good. It was good. And then all of a sudden like guns and roses came out. Welcome to the jungle. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, and then it <laughs> opened up the door to just heavier and heavier and heavier music ever since then. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's crazy to see the I feel like the evolution of heavy music from, you know, the like the 80s to now to like stuff that that was considered heavy back then. And then you listen to stuff today. It's just it's just wild to see how it's progressed. But but yeah, I always I always like to ask people where it started, man, because I, I definitely feel like it's a it's a growing group of people as far as heavy music fans. But um, it's kind of like the, the Spider-Man meme, you know, when you meet when you meet fellow heavy music fans in the wild, you're like, oh, sweet. Cool. What was what was that first record, man? Um, <laughs> yeah, like I um, some of my earliest memories are uh, Free Fallen, Tom Petty uh, with my dad, which makes sense because I was born in 88 and I think Full Moon Fever came out in 89. Um, and then my mom was like way into, you know, new wave, 80s music. Um, 80s pop you know talking heads the police all that stuff but then it was my big brother who was super into metallica and guns and roses and like the early 90s seattle scene and everything and i wanted to be like him so like the first the first cd i ever got <clears throat> i've told the story before it was uh it was an until it sleeps metallica like uh little ep back when the record companies were making money hand over fist they would you know the ep would come out before the record and it would be like mm -hmm. it was and then maybe a couple of live tracks 
Mm. And I got it at CD Warehouse. It was a real place. <laughs> Lido, Ohio, I think with some Easter money from my grandpa. I had like 15 bucks of Easter money. And uh, my mom took me there, came home and put it in the, the living room entertainment system because my dad had like these two nice tall speakers, had everything hooked up. And uh, until it sleeps came on, I was like, yes, this is awesome. And then the next track was a live track. And I think it was still in the heavy drinking days of James Hetfield. And he said MF like 15 times in like 20 seconds. And my mom was like, oh, you got to take that back. So at nine years old, <laughs> had to take it right back to the store within an hour. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I love to love to ask people where they start with heavy music. You, you remember those things, you know, and then I, I got into like, you know, Creed and seven dust and corn and Lincoln park, all the new metal stuff that was early two thousands and just continued to go down the rabbit hole of, of heavy music. So yeah. And quite yeah. I read that story in your bio, man. I, I loved it. And I loved it. I was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a cool story. <laughs> I feel like I feel like our whole generation. Oh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> Go ahead. I feel like our whole generation is like incredibly spoiled with how we had the opportunity to listen to music. Like we had the excitement. We were just talking about this at our last show the other night. Like we had the opportunity to walk into an FYE or a CD warehouse or even like Circuit City, I think used to sell um, CDs and stuff. Like we got to walk away holding on to a piece of music history. Whereas now everything is so fleeting. So it's like really cool to like, I love that you asked that because it like, it made us like remember, made me remember specifically like after school one day going to like, go buy that Evanescence CD. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and then I would love to get the, uh, look at the artwork and then open up and see if they put the 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 the, uh, the yeah. lyrics in there. And then I would also love whenever I would go see the show, I would take the concert ticket and put it in the, in the, uh, the glass, yeah. in the jewel case, uh, in between the art and the, and the glass case or clear case. Think of like I've been to all these shows in my life. I was like, and I still have them, still have them all, not giving it up. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like when I was growing up, we didn't have a whole lot of like record stuff, like shops or anything around us. So, like Walmart and Target were like our best friends. So, like when my friend would like suggest like heavier bands, you know, Walmart and that sort of thing would never carry it. And then, like, the few times you would see, like, an event Sevenfold record or a Breaking Benjamin record, I was like, oh, yo, obviously it's a clean version, but whatever. We'll go, we'll roll with it. But, yeah, it's just, it's fun thinking about, like, how it used to be. I went to a big box store one time. I'll, 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 I'll leave their name out of it because I don't want to embarrass anybody. Uh, but, Back and this was when they started to phase out CDs with the rise of just streaming and you know iTunes and now Apple Music and all that. And uh, I wanted the new Trivium record, and I would go to this certain store sometimes instead of the record stores because there was like a partnership thing with the record label where if you got it from this store, you'd get a couple extra bonus tracks or whatever. So mm -hmm. I usually go to this particular big box store just for that reason. And um, I remember asking one of the people that worked there, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking in the tees here. I don't see the new, the new trivium record. And she was like, who I was like, trivium, you know? Uh, and then she, she looked it up. She's like, we call somebody. And, and she was like, and then she came back and she's like, yeah, we don't have trivium here. And I, I didn't want to be mean. About <laughs> trivium. It's not trivium. Um, 
but, but I was fortunate in Toledo, man, where I grew up, Toledo, Ohio. It's about an hour south of Detroit, which, you know, obviously Detroit, kind of like Nashville, where I am now, there's a lot of awesome music history. Um, and usually people like to play there for that reason. So I, I was fortunate to see a lot of really, really cool shows growing up. Um, and then sometimes they come through Toledo on their way to th the bigger market or whatever. Um, but but we had some good uh, some good local record stores back home. And it, it's been cool, I feel like, over the last decade or so to see the younger generations. I mean, younger, I'm 35. I'm not old, but, you know, kids mm -hmm. at like teens and 20s, I feel like. Um, kind of like what you said, Joe, like, uh, you know, we had that experience with the CDs and, and FYEs and those music stores or even like Hot Topic, you'd go in there and you could yeah. put stuff. And I feel like the younger generations are starting to get into that now because they want the physical artwork. So it's been cool to see bands over the last couple of years, you know, try to do vinyl uh, and different like spatter vinyl or I've seen bands even do cassettes um, just mm -hmm. as kind of like a cool merch item. So is that something that you guys think about when you're when you're putting out music to give to give something like unique as you guys continue to make a name for yourselves? Colt, do you want to grab it or do you want me? I'll grab it. I mean, we haven't like we've been doing the whole like singles thing for a minute since this incarnation of the band. But yeah, I mean, like when we go and do stuff like anything with the band, it's always about like what would we like to see as far as like I don't know, merch or just anything in general. And I don't know. I think there's always something to be said about like doing something that's unique and, you know, having like limited drops of stuff and whatever, but it has to come from a, a place where it's like, would we buy this as like just consumers or, you know, it's just fans of music in general. Yeah. I think especially on the, on the singles path right now, it's, it's kind of difficult to look at say, you know, especially being 200% independent, the, you know, the cost versus the reward as well. You know, we could put money into doing a vinyl, but is, is, are a lot of people really going to be interested in a vinyl of just a single? You know, if we have different variations of said single, then sure, might make sense, might be a cool special, you know, limited thing we can do. Um, but I think, the last year or last two years, I should say, we really haven't touched too much on doing the physical stuff just yet, because like Colt mentioned, we're not really sure if maybe that would something that we would buy being everything was a single. But once we start going into EPs and albums, I'm sure it's definitely going to be a consideration on the table. But it is cool, too, that like still dive in with singles and everything else about it. Like we're very, very hands on and like what each of the visuals mean and like everything down to like the photos videos just everything we're super super detailed in it if for no other reason than we just want to be <laughs> don't know if anybody else noticed but we do yeah i was digging i was digging the music videos i started i started with the latest one who you are which congrats in in like a month as of recording this in, in mid-september it's already got almost thirty thousand views and uh it was a Thank really you. cool really cool music video where did you guys shoot that uh like the concept of it was really cool with like the 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 coffin and everything like it was just uh i i don't know if it was like a warehouse or a church but the the lighting and and the way the the kind of storyline played out throughout the song i thought was really dope and and obviously other people do too because it's got almost thirty thousand views in a month so congrats thank, thank you. you 
That was an actual church. Um, it was up in Pittston, Pennsylvania. It was, um, a, I guess, a, I guess you would say decommissioned or abandoned um, Mediterranean church, I think it was. Um, and there was a friend of our videographer who uh, had purchased the church and had, you know, different plans for it. But one of them being um, allowing artists to rent it out for music videos and um, just other sorts of, you know, art, whether it's photos, etc. So it worked in our favor. It was a really cool spot. Um, initially, we didn't even think to like we didn't we thought we were gonna have to make something that kind of looked like a coffin. Um, and we asked, we asked Tom, uh, Tom Flynn, who did our music video, we were like, Hey, like any chance, like we can maybe find a coffin. And he was like, yeah, he's like, let me, let me call the guy that owns the church. Like he has everything. And Tom messaged us back. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, he's got like four or five different coffins that you can choose. Yeah. We're like, Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) How did you guys come up with the with the concept of that of that music video? So the uh, the song itself was actually written. Um, Colt and I went to we worked with Josh Landry on that. He's he's one of our favorites because when we work with him, um, all of our lyrics are essentially made up by conversations that we have in the room with him at the time. Um, so who you are was pretty deeply uh, emotional um, as we looked back on friendships that are that no longer exist just based on really just the toxic actions of those people you know we, and it was the emotions kind of left over as you know we struggle with the consequences of their actions too but like do we feel guilty are are we to blame you know should we have put up with it or um and really, Josh helped us kind of understand that it's it's not the, the feelings we have is like literally mourning the loss of someone that you thought that person was. So when we came down with what that that really was the theme of the song, I had turned around to Tom and the guys and I was like, yo, I'm like, what if we shoot the video as literally a funeral? Nobody knows who is in the casket and it could be anybody that anybody needs it to be. But the emotions and the whole imagery is literally like laying the image of that person to rest who you thought they were. Yeah. And the whole idea too, with like everybody else, like in the video, like seeing this person as one way, that's why they're everybody in the video looks mournful and like, they see this person that's in that coffin one way and then Jill comes up and like sees them for how they truly are. Like it's, it's a, that song's been a whole like emotional roller coaster since we started writing it. Definitely. Yeah. I think the, the, the imagery was, uh, dare I say a perfect battle. We feel as uh, it was, it was ambiguous enough to be, interpreted by many different people however they seem to relate to it but it was also uh some symbolism um also in that in that point kind of relatable uh, to, uh, to a wide wide people so yeah i appreciate you guys elaborating on the uh 
on the meaning behind it. Cause I know, I know sometimes bands like to leave it open to interpretation, but uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I think everybody can relate to that too. You know, sadly, you know, people, people who come in and out of your life or you, you thought they were one way and you kind of, kind of see a different side, maybe unexpectedly or stuff reveals itself over time. And, and it's true. It's like, uh, in, in some ways, I think when you lose, whether it's like a lover or a friend, it just, in my experience, it, it, it's, it's almost worse than death because we're all going to die one day. Not to say that, like, we're all going to die one day, but I mean, <laughs> we are um, true. And kind of accept that as like a, a reality, you know, and it's never a good time to die. It's always sad, but you just, you just know that it's part of life, whether it's an animal, whether it's a relative, right. But when it's a friend or when it's like a former flame or, or whatever, it's, it's almost like the death of the future you thought was was potential at one time with that person too so you you greet mm -hmm. their loss and the void that happens after they're not part of your life anymore but then you also have to grieve of all of the future things that are that are also now no no longer going to be so I, I think that's really cool yeah i think it's also partially too it's like it sucks because you feel like you've invested in these people right like you trust yeah. them. So like a lot of things about yourself personally, whether it's like your insecurities or just things that you deal with and for them to turn around and basically like almost use that against you and treat you, you know, those ways, it just it sucks all around. Did you guys, um, I'm sure it was cathartic writing that, but, um, how did you how did you link up with with Josh? Because I I'd seen it. I mean, he's got some some awesome credits among them: Motionless and White, Funeral Portrait. Um, how did you guys link up with him, man? Was it just being a fan of other work that he had done, and and you know, seeing seeing if he wanted so, to work with? You guys? So I um, worked with Josh previously in the past on other projects, and um, he used to engineer for our producer that we had for Aftermath and Undertow, um, Kyle O'Dell. So that's where I met him initially. And then he started, he moved away and started doing his own thing with Low Spirit and a bunch of other bands. And I knew, always knew like I wanted to work with Josh again because I just loved what he does and what he brings to the table as far as like the emotional aspect of writing music. And so when we had the opportunity um, last year to go and work with them, it was a no brainer. So we, me and Joe worked with him kind of remotely on our song afterglow as a conversation piece as well and then we're just like man this is this is so good like let's just go to him and like actually work on something with him from the ground up and see what comes out yeah for and for y'all too man i i um i i mean the last couple of years you've been you've been busy there's what four singles you put on 22 um after matthew undertow take it out on me um, I think this is the who you are is the second one this year, right after Afterglow. Like, what's what's it been like over the last couple of years? Because you know, reading up and do, doing my homework, as it were, I know that this started way back in 2017, and then obviously you had the the self titled album that came out in 19, and then I think it's it sounds like with a lot of bands, just in in the music industry in general, entertainment in general, the pandemic kind of halted everything, and and there were lineup changes. So, I, I what's what's it been like over these last couple of years, just to um, to put out the music that you're putting out now and and how long has this this uh this lineup been together for you guys it has been busy 
like I don't think I have ever been so busy um, with music before and it, it feels good. I mean, there is definitely it's trying moments and there are definitely the times where we're like, man, like this is all business right now. Like this isn't fun. Like I just want to get back to writing music. But, you know, it's, it's all paid off in the end. It's definitely um, there's been a lot of milestone moments for us the last two years that have made all of that hard work worth it. Um, I think initially when the band formed in 2017, you know, we had obviously a, a different lineup. Um and we were all like we had experience, but in, you know, not here in our area where we were. So there were a lot of people that we hadn't met yet. There were a lot of important people of our network that we didn't know yet. Um, so we were kind of blindly stumbling around between 2017 and 2019 to try and figure out who we needed to know and who we needed to meet. Um, Colt became uh, an acquaintance of the band in 2019. Then Colt and I actually had started dating. Um, and we uh, brought Colt into the band about the end of 2020. Right? Is that right, Colt? Or was it 2021? Yeah, it was 2020. Yeah, so about the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, um, we brought Colt in. And Colt showed us like a whole new world between gear, between how to write, um, between how to use social media to our advantage and market. Um, and we all just sat kind of, you know, took on some additional jobs and learned. And uh, we, we used the pandemic to the best of our ability to put it all together and, and see what you have here. Yeah. I think it was good to use the time and just like build up because like we didn't post anything all of 21 and we were just writing and recording and getting everything ready for what you see now. So like all 22, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Like here's all the stuff we've been working on for like the last year and a half, like just coming out the gate swinging, which is what we've been trying to do. And like, I think the thing too, it's like, I know a lot of bands will post like, you know, a new song every couple weeks or something like that. And that's great if that works for them, but I've always been like, personally under the mindset that like I want something that people can attach to and like grow with it you know what I mean like something to invest in for a bit of time it's like you might not get a whole lot of stuff from us every single year but like I hope the stuff that we put out you know makes it feel worth it you know 100 percent 100 percent and and Patrick and Adam, what about you guys? How how long have you been been part of this lineup? Has it been within the last couple of years as well? Um, God, how how long have I been down in Charlotte now, Jill? 2017, 20, yeah. Like that. Yeah, I, I believe I was the first or if not second bassist uh, responded to a Craigslist ad that, that Jill posted. And I was like, yeah, I just moved to this town. I like playing music and uh, let's see what happens. And it's yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, seven, eight years, something like that, something crazy. And then yeah. shortly thereafter, me, then Adam came on in. Yeah, yeah. So I relocated to the Charlotte area in 2016. Also responded to a Craigslist ad in 2017, and I think there were other auditions before me. Uh, but yeah, I, I came in uh, like a big nerd with a bunch of notes on the songs and. <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah, and just kind of kind of did my audition. And I uh, very fortunately, very thankfully, um, basically got the phone call driving home that day if I if I wanted the job. So. So Krabby's being humble, but in 2017, we had about 12 auditions for drummers. And it was, I mean, you see, so he's shaking his head and laughing right now. But (laughs) we we were so defeated that we almost canceled Krabby's reservation, his audition. I wanted to say reservation, like it's my day job. Uh, (laughs) 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 We almost canceled his audition because we were like, you know what, man, like, we're just going to put this down for a minute. And we, we hung on, we stuck it out. And we were like, no, nah, like what? I think it was actually Sweeze that was like, what if this is the guy though? Like, what if this is the guy? So <laughs> we, we stuck with it and Krabby came in and he did. He popped out his notes and laid them out across his, uh, his uh, kick drum and pulled out his magic brushes and had all magic these different brushes. dynamics and like actually played the drums like with a set of emotions behind him, which was awesome. And we shook his hand. He walked out the door and the three of us, like little schoolgirls, so our old guitar player, Jason and Sweet, were like jumping up and down and we're like, holy shit. He's a great drummer. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and Jason turns around. He's like, well, we can't make ourselves look too desperate. Like I'm going to, I'm going to wait. Like I'm going to wait till tomorrow to call him. And Sweets was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like call him now. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, so I think it was... one of the words that were said was like, forget, <laughs> I, forget, I forget if it was you or Jason, but like, well, what do you think? It's like, well, isn't it obvious? Like it was just like, bam, like, like it was like, <laughs> Aww. yeah no that that was the guy who just walked out the door i i appreciate it <laughs> you all I, I you may have told me this before but i i don't i don't remember but mike i'm telling you when i was done i felt like it went okay right i didn't mess up too badly but i couldn't read that room jason in particular yeah i don't think he said three words to me so i just kind of walked out i was like well, oh my god well i just okay whatever <laughs> um but oh y'all thank you <laughs> yeah that was that hey, was man, a, that was a fun night your... i uh i have all my notes always too man so oh, i don't man. <laughs> i love it he's prepared dude i th- i have a notebook full of uh i mean y'all will be around episode 120 now so I, I'm, I'm almost up for a new notebook but no don't don't sell yourself short Dang. on the notes no i love that you shows you care thank you uh, but uh yeah well i'm glad i'm you know what's funny though it's funny how we do that as humans like i don't know i don't know why it's it's like that like whether it's um because when you guys said like let's wait to call it it immediately made me think of that movie uh what was that old favreau movie swingers where he's like he really likes the girl and all his buddies are like no you gotta wait like four or five days to call her it's weird it's like (laughs) Like when something goes well, you're like, I don't want to seem overzealous, but it's like, but yeah, but if you wait, then they might, then they're going to be thinking like, oh shoot, I didn't, I didn't play that well in that audition. Maybe they really didn't like me, man. So I think it's funny how we do that as humans. We don't want to seem like we're about it, but it's like, Hey man, when something's clicking, you gotta, you gotta go for it. Well, I'm glad the audition went well and the current lineup is, is doing well. And, and, and again, I, um, I mentioned major moment before we officially started recording uh, and, and Colt, mm-hmm. there's obviously a kinship there with you guys and they're awesome. So if mm-hmm. they listen to this, what's up you guys. But um, 
I think what's cool that that I noticed b- between what they're doing and what you guys do too is uh, putting the effort into the the music videos and the visuals. It's cool to see um, more bands doing that now, um, especially Colt, like you mentioned, you know, not churning out a single like every two, three weeks or once a month. Not that there's anything wrong with that, like you said, but giving people an opportunity to to digest it as a as a piece of art. Is that kind of the philosophy behind it when you guys are doing this, especially when you're doing maybe like once a quarter, you know, four or mm-hmm. five songs a year? Absolutely. Yeah. I just think that like, you know, none of us got into this because we wanted to just sell ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, like we were just talking about going to the record store, like any one of us like did not go into that thing thinking like music was so cool because band guy X, Y, and Z is trying to sell off this thing. You know what I mean? Like it's something that's deeply personal to us and, you know, we're putting all the effort into everything from the artwork to the photos to the music videos and stuff like that and i want like personally i i would love it if somebody just you know lived with it for a bit and just been like you know i really love the song like i really appreciate like what's going on here obviously like we're a bit of a minority because everything is you know boom 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 like on to the next one these days but i still like to think that there's something to be said about like bands and artists and people that put the care into the total package of things as opposed to treating it as if it's like a just a commodity i think it also taps back to what i had said earlier especially all of us in you know the mtv and the fuse tv um, and the vh1 era of all the music videos i mean i remember uh when i was younger like i would listen to songs but then you see the music video on one of those channels and it completely changes the meaning of the song for you because now you have this imagery that was carefully thought out and put together to go along with it. I mean, I used to love, I used to wait around for like pop-up video. We used to have all the different fun facts about the music video that you were watching. Um, So I think it's pretty, I think there is a nostalgia to the way that we put out our music um, simply just due to how we grew up with music. Of course, we modernize and and we listen to, you know, what the sound is today and what's receptive and what falls into the same category of what we like as well to create. Um, But as far as how we market the music, I think there is a very big sense of nostalgia for the way that we received music as, you know, as kids and teens and young adults. Yeah, yeah. One one of those many details that Colt and Jill are mentioning. Uh, one of the one of the big ones is, of course, the quality of everything. We we do care about what we do, and and not just the quality in the production of the song, but also the quality of the video. And um, for me personally, doing doing the videos that, that I'm just on cloud nine, like that is so much fun for me. I I try I try to I try to look cool and all that, but uh, it, it it I'm already just blown away. It just just walking on set. It's like, Oh wow. I'm, I'm, we're really doing this. Wow. Um, kind, kind of a bucket list thing for me personally, but yeah, yeah, we, we do care. And, um, I agree with everything being said. And, uh, so yeah. And that's, and then of course that's probably what, what, what takes the time, why we take time to make sure that those details Colt mentioned are spot on and our production is just the way we want it. And, 
um, the, the, the quality of, of the videos themselves are, are where they need to be too. And it, it's also kind of like one of those things too, where it's like, it's a bit of a selfish thing for us too, because like, we're thankful that anybody cares, you know, enough to take a couple minutes out of their day to check out our stuff. But like, yeah. we just want to put out stuff that we really enjoy. And even if like all these little details, like, you know, the average person is not going to be like, Oh, I like how this artwork ties in with the music video and blah, 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 blah. Like, but we care. And, you know, if it's us putting it out and us wanting to, captured what it is that we feel like the visual is and everything then i think there's something to be said about that you know it just makes it that much more fun when a fan gets to nerd out with us because they see the detail or they catch it and then they <laughs> talk to us about it like hey like i just noticed this did you mean to yes absolutely yes we did we see you appreciate you for picking up on it let's nerd out because that's awesome <laughs> videos too i think it makes the <clears throat> excuse me i think it it makes the song stronger like i remember as you guys were talking about like the era that we we grew up in with music videos one that still sticks out to me well i mean freak on a leash is still one of my favorite ever because at the time like the bullet going through everything i was like oh this is so cool but yes. but really the one that really uh and corn is one of my favorite bands ever but uh the one that still sticks with me, especially how it hit home with like the lyrical content uh, was was falling away from me like that. That music video was like sick, like how all the kids kind of come and like help the girl when she's getting beat by her dad. And like then they're like all of a sudden they're in her room and they're jamming and like the dad's pissed. Like I still remember like how that how that made me feel and, like my parents got divorced in ninety nine. So being like an 11, 12 year old kid, I think issues came out in 2000, I think file the lead was like 98. So all, all of their music really hit home with me at like that weird, like tween stage of my life. And then I, I wore out the untouchables record my freshman year of high school. So, uh, and even like seven dust is one of my favorite ever and, um, waffle. I still love that song, uh, so much. Um, yes. all these years, they're finally ah. kind of getting their due. I feel like it's a lot of people where it's like that old saying, they're probably your favorite band's favorite band, you know, but um, I remember that waffle music video and LJ, it was like, wherever they were, it looked like it was like sub-zero temperatures. And he was like, you could see the breath coming off his hands and then just mm -hmm. that kicks in that won't, 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 won't. So yeah, I'm geeking out a little bit here, but yeah, I, th I, I, I think it's really cool. The music videos that you guys are, are putting together. And I guess just while we're on the, the subject of, of that, are there any from y'all's era that, that sticks out or just growing up? Like, if you had to pick a favorite or two or three that jumped to mind? Oh man, it's been a hot minute since I've seen any of those music videos. <laughs> and, uh, I am a music video junkie. Hang on. I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull up my handy dandy yeah. music video um, encyclopedia. With my mini playlists here. Uh, I mean, the video for Backcountry was always one that stuck out to me. That's just, it's such a weird video. And yeah. like, but it was just, it was so cool to just like see it, like all this, this wacky and wild stuff while this crazy, like, it's so weird to think that like a almost six minute long metal song was like number one on like TRL there for a minute with yeah. like a minute long solo and all this wild video stuff, like, that's that's probably one of them for me. 
I have to I have to tap back to to freak on a leash because yeah that that bullet just traveling was like cool as hell. <laughs> I'm trying to remember some of the other ones too because like that was when Three Days Grace was kind of getting their rise and they had a bunch of good videos and um, kind of Creed had a bunch of good videos. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny it, and of course Nickelback. No, Everybody wanted to hate on Nickelback, but I, I don't, I, I mm -mm. you look at that man and you tell me today that he did something wrong. That man has, mm, that whole band has so much money now. They were always good. I don't care what anyone says. I will say this, this is, uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. I, and by the way, I think there's a bit of a delay on my end. So I apologize if I, if I cut someone <laughs> off inadvertently, but, um, uh, to your question, um, this, this is a lot more modern, but uh, I really like Angels and Airwaves, Tom DeLonge's project. Um, I, I Not just the music, but to your question about videos, um, the adventure, hallucinations, surrender. Uh, I, I really like what they do with a lot of their stuff. I could say uh, insert any tool video here and insert any Mastodon video here because those two bands are just so completely creative when it comes to their visuals for their music. And they tell stories. I mean, even the Mastodon ones, some of them are outright hilariously funny, like the puppets eating each other for uh, for the one video versus uh, the Grim Reaper that uh, is trying to get a new hearse to impress his wife on the job. And he's, he's trying to go after and kill Mastodon. I mean, it's just hilarious. And then, of course, Tool is just so spooky with the with the claymation type stuff and whatnot just two great two great artists and two great video uh video types i will say one that one more that deeply like affected me like it's newer was um band architects they had a uh song called doomsday and come out many years ago and the video for that was just so stunning to me like the idea that they had for it was like about this guy the drummer this brother was a guitar player he unfortunately had passed away due to cancer but they were twin brothers so they made the drummer brother like kind of ascend on as if it was like his brother it was is deeply moving like I, I love everything that band does but that video in particular was one that really stuck out to me in recent memory I'd say pr probably probably my top handful now that I'm really thinking about it would be from Suicide Silence, uh, Rest in Peace Mitch, um, but when he was still with us, when they did You Only Live Once, the music video to that song. Um, now, it, I, it, it's clear what's happening in that video. It's, it is graphic, um, and I, I'm not even sure how well it aged uh, looking at it today, but um, there's there's something very interpretive about that that video. Um that I, I, I just, I appreciate that kind of thing. I, I like stuff that's really in your face and shocking, even something really powerful and moving, whether it's graphic and bloody or what, or whether it's subtle and, and, you know, low key. I think a newer one that hit me um, that was really cool was uh, nowhere to go. The bad omens video where mm. the dude is just kind of like, Hob hobbling around with this crazy stuff and then when you actually figure out or you hear like what Noah's intentions were with that imagery like it, it, it just you know brain exploded yeah, we are some bad omens fans oh yeah, this yeah dude, they're, they're, they're blowing up too man um, 
and it's and it's cool to see it organically happen like that. Sorry, Jill, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to step. Oh no, that. no, not at all. But I appreciate you guys sharing that about about music videos. And again, it's I'm I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing too. And and the proof is in the in the pudding with with the latest single. The fact that uh, as we're talking in in a month to have thirty thousand views, I mean that's that's really really cool. I, it's cool to see people eating it up. And even a couple of days ago, um, and thanks again so much, you guys, for taking the time to do this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, of course, a few more thank things you. I want to touch on before I, I let you all out of here and enjoy the rest of your your Saturday. Um, you guys opened for Icon for Hire, right? Just as of recording this, what, like three days ago? That That's pretty yeah. awesome. That's a cool milestone. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, so that was actually our second show back after a four-year break of not being on stage. Um, and it was, it, it, it just, it went off without a hitch. Like we, you know, we had our, our first show, um, last month and we had a couple of technical difficulties, a couple of, of learning curves, of course, a couple of equipment failures. Um, so we went back to the drawing board as quickly as we could. Um, we had some incredible friends. Uh, if you've ever heard of the band Kilikoi, um, a couple of their members are like just geniuses, um, Sam and Jordan, uh, they they helped us out a bunch, helping us, you know, put our rig back together properly and get everything um, corrected, getting making sure that Krabby could always hear himself and, and the tracks. Um, and we we went into this show with Icon uh, with a whole new sense of, of confidence and understanding. Um, and when I tell you, like, I mean, it, it went off. I, I can't picture a more perfect you know, perfect set. Like everything was great, um, and of course, you know they they were playing with the funeral portrait, which we know the funeral portrait. We know them personally. Um, they are incredible dudes. Their camp is full of so much love. Um, yeah. They've kind of been been waiting. <laughs> you know, they they they've been seeing what we've been putting out, and like they were kind of waiting. And that and you know, Lee came over after the set, and he's like you know, color me impressed, man. Like, <laughs> so yeah. that felt, it felt really good. Yeah. It was, uh, it's really wild that like, you know, you see what's going on with the songs and everything and seeing the stats on Spotify is one thing, but like actually getting to do like these shows and everything is a whole other thing. It's like, Oh man, like what if no one shows up? <laughs> yeah, so, what if no like, one shows up and yeah. thankfully, you know, that room was packed. Yeah, I was almost sold out and just it's also very rare too for like a lot of the touring bands to be like super kind to like I'll use the term local but like you know what I mean like the bands that are traveling or whatever that aren't on the tour package but Icon all the guys in Icon and uh, yeah. Ariel were super nice to us and Funeral was super super nice to us and it was just a really really good night yeah, I yeah, think real that, pleasure sharing the stage with them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and the the venue too. I mean, Radio Room in in Greenville, South Carolina. The the owner, the staff, um, the the sound guys. I mean, everyone. Like every, it, it helped that everyone from every aspect to make that show happen was super kind, super professional, very very welcoming, very very accommodating. I mean, we're we're pretty easy creatures when it comes to, to playing a show but I mean just everyone's so willing to work together or check on each other um, you know it was it really was a an enjoyable night 
And, you know, like Colt said, Ariel took a a minute to come over and talk to us and ask us how long we'd been a band and that it was, you know, really great for us to be there, um, which was super kind of her. Her crew was, you know, incredibly nice and very, very friendly. Like I said, we're friends with the funeral guys. So it was always, it's always a good time to see them no matter whether we're playing or not. Um, And yeah, the, the venue owner staff and the crowd, the crowd was, was great. Everybody was so nice. You know, they came over to get hugs and they, they were very kind and, you know, we loved your set or we'd never heard you guys before. Like I'm a new fan. Like it was just a very positive night. So we definitely left on cloud nine Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, we, we like to be very clear that, you know, of course, the fans are the reason we do this. We, we love them. We have the most hardcore, most awesome fan base on the planet. But for all these people behind the scenes that Jill just mentioned and Colt just mentioned, um, if, it's, if it wasn't for them, there literally wouldn't be a show for these fans to go to to see us. And, yeah. you know, we everybody jokes around with that title, you know, rock star or whatever. Well, no, that title goes to those folks. I, I am nothing, right? It, those guys it doesn't happen without without those folks so we appreciate so much right from left to right all of them yeah absolutely glad it went well y'all uh and and it's it's cool to hear that the bands are are cool like you said i mean sometimes you hear horror stories about like you know the 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 touring bands or whatever the 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 headliner kind of stiff arm in the the opening bands but Mm -hmm. shows and stuff man like um it's always cool it's it's always cool to hear when when the the headliners are are mingling and and hanging out and watching the sets of the the opening bands because everybody starts somewhere you know there's a there's a really cool venue where i'm from and it just reopened a small small real intimate place called frankie's inner city and uh there, I mean, the, the the amount of bands, it's really cool. They have one wall when you walk in on the floor and you see all the bands that played there over the years. And, and it just it just hits you. You're like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I think like Smashing Pumpkins played there and P.O.D. All, all these bands have gone on That's bigger. Awesome. They're playing a, a small club on, on, you know, Main Street and on the east side in Toledo, Ohio. So, you know, it's cool when people stay humble when when they get big and uh, and show love to other people coming up because – I think LJ from Seven Dust said that too, man. He was like, you know, be be nice to people because the the same people you see on the way up are usually the same people you see on the way back down. You know what I mean? And and that dude's a real one. I remember seeing those guys uh, come into Toledo, uh, one of my favorite bands ever. Um, and I'm not like gonna like name drop because I'm not like that. But I've had a chance to do interviews with a couple of them, and uh, I think I probably freaked out Morgan because I said thank you like a hundred times to him. And that was probably their third city in four days because they're just like tour warriors. <laughs> he was probably like, what's wrong with this guy? And I was like, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you being cool when you talk to me. But um, but anyway, I remember they they came to Culture Clash Records in Toledo and uh, they had a show that night. And they were actually one of the bands that helped break nothing more, too, because that was in 2013. And they took those guys out and they I'm not saying they blew up because of Seven Dust, but going out with Seven Dust definitely was a big help for them. And they did an in-store signing at culture clash. And before LJ left, he, he dapped up every single person that was there. Even the people that were shopping in the record store and, and weren't even there for the signing. Maybe they were just buying an album that day. Like he shook everybody's hands. He bought a couple of shirts and that always stuck with me. Cause it's like, you know, those guys have been around forever. I, I don't think that there's anybody that would say out loud that they would want to follow seven dust. So it's, 
it's cool to hear like icon for hire and 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 you know funeral portrait that those bands that that they were cool you know because it's that goes a long way and i think that's what keeps you around in a, in a business like the music business too where there's a lot of snakes in the grass you know if you're if you're really good at what you do but you're also really nice to people 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 don't forget how you make them feel you know absolutely i think there's something to be said too it's like you know none of those bands owe like us anything you know right. like like we're just there to support them and do like make sure their show goes smoothly. So for them to tip, take the time to like say hello and just ask us if we need anything or anything like that. And then, you know, to feel like to go into a show, not feeling like you're the band from around the area to feel like you're on the same level with them. You know, if that was really, really cool. The, and not a very common, like, experience amongst like other bands gotten to play with before in the past so shout out to icon and funeral for real yeah absolutely well i told y'all i'd let you i let you go at one so i got i got one more for you and then i promise you i'll let you go enjoy your saturday <laughs> thank you again so much you guys for taking the time to do this saturday afternoon I, i'm a big fan of what you're doing um with with the theme of the show being perseverance and moving forward uh not to turn you guys into therapist here for everybody listening but uh anything that you guys want to share in terms of things that you feel like might help somebody out there who's struggling right now as far as things that have worked for you when when you've had you know darkness in your life that that you were able to push through and come out on the other side absolutely um first and foremost i think i can say uh, that is what our song aftermath is about um and we've actually we we i have a whole um not a, not a whole speech, but a little promise that I make everybody in the crowd right before we sing Aftermath is, you know, I need everybody to promise me that no matter what comes at you, like you're, you're going to keep going. Because uh, we want to, you know, we stuck around to see that this has become our aftermath and it's awesome. You know, we, we want to see what everybody else becomes. Um, so a, f a few things that have always helped me. Um, negativity is, uh, it's a very easy thing that can destroy everything in a moment's notice. Um, it's, it's a lot harder, um, you know, that, that if, if you picture negativity and positivity flowing out of a faucet, negativity flows furiously and faster than positivity does. Positivity damn near trickles. However, the strength of positivity is way more. So that said, when you have negative thoughts creeping into your brain, I think it's really important. It's something that I did that every day to wake up and start. If it's only one positive thing that you can find about yourself or your life, start there, write it down, think about it over and over, tell yourself that. And then from there, go to three things and then move yourself up to five things. When you write down these positive things and you reflect on them throughout the day and you make it a habit every day to include positivity, it, it becomes one of the hardest habits to break and you, you keep this positive mindset that allows you to achieve hell of a lot more than, you know, letting your head head win with, with all of that negativity. I, I think, and this is a little deep <laughs> for a sec is that, uh, so before I joined this band, I was very unsure if I wanted to do music anymore, just, from things in the industry and people and that sort of thing. I was just completely over it and just 
didn't feel like there were people that I could necessarily trust or felt like believe in what I'm doing and weren't good for my mental health. And I think one of the most important things that you can do just even outside of music, just in life in general, is just surround yourself with people that elevate you and people that genuinely have your best interests in mind and want to see you succeed, not for their own benefit, but for the simple fact that they love you and care about you. And I think that's so important. And the people that you surround yourself with is how you allow to feel about yourself. So if you surround yourself with negative people, odds are you're going to be a very negative person, not just outwardly, but also inwardly. So I'm, I'm very thankful to be in a band and to work with people that are openly willing to say like, Hey, like, good job, dude. Like proud of what you're doing. Like, we love you. We're thankful that you're here. You know, like that, that goes such a long way. And I hope that it's reciprocated to everyone we meet. Like, thank you for taking the time to check out our band and allowing us this platform for a few minutes to talk to you and, you know, everything. Appreciate you guys, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. Patrick, thank you for having us. Anything, you guys? Yeah, real short and sweet. As um, if just if you're going through some tough times and you're going through a hard point in your life, just remember someone else has already been through that struggle. So there's resources for you to reach out to get help with whatever you need, whatever the problem may be. And then the other thing is life is just kind of what Jill was saying with the positivity. Life is just too damn short to spend it being angry at something, including yourself. So just that's that's all I got. Just take care of yourself. How are you, Krabby? We, we, in our lyrics, sing about a lot of, uh, sometimes some, some hard, deep, deep stuff, some real stuff, but the ultimate message is positivity and hope. And that's why better days is one of my favorites to play. Um, anybody listening to this at any given point, I mean, if you're going through something, you, you message this band, find us on social media and send us a message. Just, just reach out to somebody, please. Um, if you're in crisis, d- d- please, please, you're not alone. You, you matter. You are loved. Uh, yeah, life's too short, and we, uh, we, we want to be. We, we, at least we hope we are, right? We, we will be definitely a message of positivity to everyone. Like, not saying like we're definitely not licensed therapists by any sort of means, but no, you know, no. it's like if. If you feel like you need the vent or something like that, like any one of us are happily like and easily accessible or, you know, if a friend or somebody just reach out to somebody, you know, you're not alone in this. We're all dealing with stuff. And, uh, you know, there's always there's always something to look forward to, whether you believe it now or not. Well, you guys, I can't thank you enough uh, so much for taking the time to do the show and, and for sharing sharing those words of wisdom to everybody out there because uh, I think everybody can relate. You know, uh, we're all human. We all have different varying degrees of emotion, man. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do the pod today. I, I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what you guys got coming out next. So, what, you know, I'll obviously put up the links in the podcast description, but for people who aren't aware of uh, Forever May Fall, let them know where they can find you out there. We're on everything. Just uh, go to Google, 
go to Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff, the usual stuff. We're everywhere. Share with some friends. You know, Instagram. Tell, tell your dog to check out the song. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much once again. I'm a, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. Keep doing your thing, and uh, you're welcome back anytime, man. I thank you so much for taking some time on a Saturday to talk to me, and I hope you guys don't quit and keep 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 doing it, man. You know, I've I've had low moments too doing doing the show, and uh, you know, even reading up about you guys through the difficulties of the pandemic and stuff. I'm just glad that you use that time to like refuel, have this lineup, and be cranking out tunes, man. So just keep going, keep doing your thing. Thank, thank you, Mike. Thank you, thank you. Like forevermayfold.com as well. <laughs> Likewise to you, man. We're fans of what you do. So thanks. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a great rest of the day and definitely keep in touch. I mean it. I I followed y'all on Instagram. So anytime you want to hit me up too, just let me know. Let's awesome. go. Let's do this Thank again. Thank you. Let's do it again cool. for sure. All righty dighty. There you have it. That was my conversation with Jill. Holt, Patrick, and Adam of Forever May Fall out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Make sure you go follow these guys on Instagram at Forever May Fall. The links to all of their stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll down to the bottom of the podcast description, hit those links, and go follow and support my friends in Forever May Fall. You will not be disappointed if you love modern rock, alternative rock, alternative metal, if you love Great melodic moments if you love heavy guitars, great rhythm section, soaring vocals. Fox has the pipes, so make sure you go check out Forever May Fall. Once again, the links to all their stuff will be in the podcast description. They've got an upcoming show on November 2nd in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So if you are on the East Coast or you want to take a little road trip or you live in the Carolinas, make sure you go see them. And once again, they were nominated for Best Potential Breakout Artist by the Queen City Nerve in Charlotte. Shout out to my cousins, Linz and Shan. They live in Charlotte. Love you guys. But uh, definitely check that out as well and go vote for these guys for Best Potential Breakout Artist because I think Queen City Nerve is right, man. I think these guys got a lot of potential. And in addition to that, as you guys just heard, they're very down-to-earth, humble people. And that's that's the coolest thing, man. When you When you talk to people who are really talented, but they're also just super dope souls and really nice people, really hardworking, um, grateful with their time. Um, you know, we, we sent a couple of emails back and forth to get this bad boy scheduled. And I had been going through a lot at the time that we were scheduling this because my grandma passed away. I went home to spend time with family and, and be there for the funeral. My grandma was a big part of my life as a, as a kid and even into adulthood. And I, I really made an effort to stay in touch with her after I moved to Nashville. She was still sending cards and we would still talk on the phone every few months. Um, and so it was tough, man, with family stuff and everything going on. And these guys were really cool about scheduling and and making sure they stayed in touch and keeping up with emails, which sometimes I'm bad at, which I need to get better at because I'm a one-man band over here, man. You know, I schedule it, I edit it, I upload it, I do the graphics, I try to push it out there on the interwebs. Uh, so again, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I'm, I'm a one, one-stop shop over here, and I do this outside of my day job because I love it because this is what makes me tick. I love talking with people. It's not because I like hearing the sound of my own voice. In fact, I've had to get accustomed to the sound of my own voice, because as you all may know, uh, the first time you hear yourself on a tape recorder, 
Uh, for the kids listening, a tape recorder was a machine that you used to have when you have an answering machine, when people used to have landlines before cell phones. Anyway, but the first time you hear yourself, you're like, that's not how I sound. And everybody's like, yeah, dude, it is. You sound kind of messed up, bro. Um, so I don't really like the sound of my own voice, but I've gotten used to it. I shouldn't say I don't like it. I've, I've, I've gotten used to it. So now when I listen to the show, cause I always, I always, you know, export the MP3 and then I listen to it on my own. I don't, I don't download my own podcast because that's like that. I'm not trying to inflate my numbers. You know what I mean? So I always listen to it before all of you hear it so I can see if it sounds okay and everything. Uh, anywho, I'm saying all that to say, I don't do this cause I like the sound of my own voice. I do it because I, I enjoy having these conversations. I love music. Music is definitely a life's blood for me. Um, those things you think about, like if I had to lose one of my senses, what would it be? And for me, I mean, as much as it would suck to lose my sight, I, it would suck even worse if I couldn't listen to music, man. Uh, which is why I try to be careful, even though I look like probably the old man at the shows. I don't care. I wear earplugs at shows now because I've definitely uh, damaged my hearing for sure. <laughs> for sure. And I still jam, dude. I'll put in the earbuds and, you know, you go through stuff in life and music is, at least for me, the thing that, you know, is one of the things that really helps me get through gnarly times, man. And I'll just jam a good sad song or like a good heartache song or a good heavy song, a good angry kind of middle finger song, you know. And then I'm like, oh, dude, this is how people lose their hearing. So anywho's, um, I enjoy doing this stuff, man. And I, I just, I'm really glad that I got the chance to connect with forever may fall. Um, again, I, I can't say it enough. I, I know I probably sound like a broken record right now, but they're incredibly talented, incredibly humble, incredibly kind. And I think the combination of those things are going to take them a really long way, especially in the music business where there's a lot of snakes in the grass. Um, these guys are really awesome. And it's so cool to hear about bands like major moment that they're connected to, who are also super nice also on the podcast as well. And uh, I'm just really grateful, man. Shout out to Johnny for for continuing to hook me up with with awesome artist Johnny Zirkel. He's great. Uh, he's got his own band called The Wildfires Project. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. But Johnny is is awesome, and uh, he does music P PR as well. In addition to having pipes as well, he can sing with the best of them, man. But uh, and he's got a new single out, which is really sick. Also with a really cool visual, I digress, but uh, he's been a big supporter of the show since we connected, you know, a little over a year and a half ago, man. And uh, yeah, I just feel really grateful, man. Uh, the, the last couple of weeks have been challenging. Um, it was tough with the death of my Graham, you know, at the end of August. Uh, but at the same time, the Silver Linings got a chance to spend some time with family, uh, with my mom, with my sisters, my cousins, aunts and uncles, you know, and um, and then, you know, got to get back in the swing of the things uh, with the show. And uh, this this is just an awesome band, and, and I really, really hope you guys check them out. So once again, to put a button on this bad boy, at Forever May Fall on Instagram. They've got an upcoming show on November 2nd in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And once again, go to the link in the podcast description because that will have the link for the Queen City Nerve voting nominated for Best Potential Breakout Artist. Go vote for Forever May Fall and go run up the streams on all of their singles. Like I said, man, whether it's Take It Out On Me, Aftermath, Undertow, You, the latest one, Who You Are, go back and listen to their their debut album that came out a few years ago. Uh, it's really cool to hear their progression. And obviously there's been a lineup change, but uh, there's some sick stuff on that. Like I said, These Walls, Letters From Orion. Um, and I love Afterglow and, and Who You Are is really awesome. The message of that song is really awesome, as you guys heard. So I hope that you guys just took away from that conversation that, hey, man, 
you know, we all go through adversity, but it's, it's what you do after those things happen that really makes you who you are and really uh, goes a long way and, and what the next step is going to be. Cause we always hit that fork in the road. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it's important to, you know, not become the people who hurt you. I think it's important to, you know, to use the negative experiences and try your best to turn them into a positive, whether that's through exercise, therapy, music, all of the above, spending time with friends, going on a walk with your, with your dog, you know, pet your cat, you know, going, going and hanging out with friends, getting to a game, getting to a concert. Live music is so great when you're, when you're in that shared spiritual experience with all those people who also love that same artist that you're, you're all there to see. All of those things are important. So if there's any advice I could give you, um, it, it would just be in those low moments, you know, and, and Fox even said it on the episode, man, Jill even said it at the end, you know, Take time to, you know, if you have to write it down, write it down, all the things that you're grateful for. And as you add to that list, it'll just start to make those negative, those negative things dissipate. And, and that's something that I actually need to do because I think it's really important to get your thoughts out of your head and to take the time to write things down, whether it's goals, things that you want for yourself, visualizing things, manifesting positive things. Um, and I think that's really important, man, to, to just think about all the things you're grateful for and taking the time to write it down. That's really important. So, so yeah, I'm going to wrap it up by once again, saying thank you to everybody who listens to the show. Thank you to forever may fall. I, I really appreciate the conversation. You guys, this isn't lip service. I believe in what you're doing and you're all wonderful people. So thank you again to Jill, Colt, Patrick, and Adam. Thanks to all of you who listen. If you're first time listeners, once again, if you would be so kind and take the time to like, and subscribe, share, Tell your friends about the show, leave a, a rating or a review on Apple or Spotify. All those things go a long way in helping get this conversation out to more people. And that's what I want, man. I want to put more people onto Forever May Fall because they deserve it because they're dope and they're awesome. And uh, once again, you can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on YouTube at March 4th Pod. My website is march4th.podbean.com. The links to all of my stuff are in the podcast description for this episode as well. So feel free to reach out and connect, and uh, I will do my best to get back to you in a timely manner. So on that note, that is a wrap for this week's episode. I love you all. Thank you all. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of Forever May Fall, here is their single, Who You Are. Peace. Peace.